Welcome to the Eye of Terror. Welcome to episode 15 of the Eye of Terror podcast. I'm George. And I'm Alec. And we play 40K. Welcome welcome back, Alec. You've been gone Hi. for a couple of weeks. Yes, I have. Uh, you're feeling better though now, right? Yes, I indeed am. You know what? In your absence, um, we had more listens to the last episode without you than any other episode. Yes, I'm very, I'm very aware of this <laughs> About fact. Three times the I, amount I've been, of listens. <laughs> I have been reminded of this fact quite a bit. I don't know. As maybe we should fact. conduct a poll. Should we keep Alec or keep Rain as the permanent host on the show? Oh boy, that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna be really yeah. great to explain to the psychologist. <laughs> yeah, well, welcome back. I, I, I think I mentioned this. Um, the, the kind folks on Reddit, um, somebody asked a recent Reddit question about podcasts, and um, at least a couple of people um, mentioned the Eye of Terror in the Reddit comments. So that was really nice. So Indeed. thank you for uh, listening, and thank you for mentioning us uh, and recommending us. So thanks, thanks a lot. Um, so a lot of stuff has happened since you since you've been off. Um, I played a number of games um, and have learned very valuable lessons. Yes, about forty k in the time. So I have heard. So I played a game against Arthur. Um, my he came back with a with a I think a vengeance list. Vengeance, to, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to take take on my Tau. Yeah. Um, I had just finished the Riptide, so I, I got to bring a Riptide in the list. I added it basically added a Riptide to the Hunter contingent. Right. Um, Hunter Cadre. And then um, he brought uh, his Adepticon list. And then we played an Adepticon mission, which was King of the Hill. It was, uh, he brought a very mean list. He's ready for Adepticon, let me tell you. Yes, I heard that uh, it was quite the vicious bout with the tall, pointy-eared jerks. Yeah, those tall, pointy-eared, underpointed, overpowered jerks. <laughs> known as the Eldar. <laughs> most arrogant beings in the galaxy uh he brought a ton of warp spiders and he brought a ton of scatter bikes he wouldn't tell you at the time but i don't know i think nine scatter bikes and three units of warp spiders is probably a ton right i i mean i'm sure i'm sure there are armies that have like what well i brought like i i put like 20 in my list <laughs> yeah, exactly. well he also brought a wraith knight so you know so that there's yeah, that too there's that so uh, clearly the Tau aren't invul aren't invulnerable. We, it was a great game, and um, it was pretty even back and forth. Everybody died in the center. That nobody <laughs> got any points for maintaining the objective, uh, the King of the Hill objective. Yeah, because we can't. We just constantly killed whatever entered the kill zone. <laughs> it wasn't an objective; it was a kill zone. But finally, at the end, um, he was able to take my the objective on my side, and then that gave him all the points for for winning. Um, he killed my storm surge. That's the first time that's happened. I killed his Wraith Knight, but my Storm Surge cost me more than, than him. He still had a bunch of warp spiders and, and scattered laser bikes hanging out. All I can tell you is the optimized stealth cadre is fantastic. Uh, and so I love that. And that did really well. But apart from that, I learned my lessons. I learned that Eldar are as just as cheesy as Tau. So anyway, that, that was that was my game with Arthur. So my next my next game was with uh, Ryan from Riot Games. We mm -hmm. played again over at Arrow. This time it was Arthur and I teaming up against against Ryan. Okay. So Ryan brought fifteen hundred points of nids, and Arthur brought uh, seven hundred fifty points worth of Caddishans, You know, Astromaterum, yeah, and course. I brought I brought seven fifty worth of Iron Hands. 
All right. So I brought my Sikaren. Um, I brought a Razorback with an assault cannon. I brought a attack squad and a bike squad and a, oh, and a Storm Talon. All right. A Storm Talon. Storm Talon. Uh, Arthur brought three Chimeras with vets, with plasmas. As always. As always. As he always. always. He always likes to bring that. The yeah. classic. Exactly. And gosh, what else did he bring? I'm forgetting what else. Oh, he brought a demolisher. <laughs> I mean, like a strength 10 pie plate. Ryan brought a hive tyrant. He brought a flying broodlord. Um, he brought a um, gene stealer. What's like a, it's like the super gene stealer guy. The gene, the super. Oh, broodlord. He brought a broodlord. Yeah, broodlord. And then like eight gene stealers to accompany it. He brought a bunch of termagants and he brought a bunch of harpies or gargoyles. That's it. Gargoyles. Yeah. And, uh, and a carnifex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, he had he had a tough tough. Oh, and two Molochs. the two oh, Molochs, yeah. the the thing that burrows underneath and comes yeah. at you. So, like one of the first rounds, we went first, but in his first round, his Moloch came and burrowed underneath um, my Space Marines, my Iron Hands. Yeah, and he ate four of them. He just kept <laughs> popped up like a worm in Dune, and he just swallowed like four of them. Oh man! Yeah, so that sucked. Uh, <laughs> one guy, because of feel no pain, because of the Iron Hands feel no pain, survived that attack from the Moloch. Oh. His warlord was some weird kind of little creature. I don't. I don't know what it is, but it's got. It's like an infiltrating. Oh, the, creature. I, I know this. It's the Death Leaper, right? De- yeah, yeah, Death Leaper. It, was, it, he, it, he, it looks oh. like a lictor, but it's. Yeah, this. I love the fluff behind this thing. It's basically it's, it's essentially infiltrates a planet and goes about terrorizing the enemy leadership, like it does. Like, and it has these horrifying tactics of. Constantly attacking, killing everyone close to the person, but not the person. <laughs> and then just leaving. Just to terrify you. Yeah, just to terrify you. So the first thing in the rules, it gets to knock down D3 worth of leadership from your warlord. Or whoever it marks. And it marked my warlord. I had a tech priest with a servo harness. And that mm-hmm. was my my sort of mandatory XQ. And so already he knocked down three three uh, leadership points. So I was operating at six. So everybody's making fun of my my very nervous warlord. <laughs> and this death leaper appeared deep struck right next to him. I have a picture on the on our Facebook page of the death leaper right behind him. Like, oh wait, there's something behind me, isn't there? Like, don't, don't, don't don't tell me there's something. <laughs> I don't want I don't want to turn around. But do I see the way you're looking at me? There's something behind me. Well, guess what? Yeah, that's a great unit against you know maybe marine equivalents or guard equivalents, but against a guy in freaking you know uh, servo harness a you know Art, a two up armor. armor yeah artificer yeah. armor power axe yeah with a power, yeah it's got a power axe and it's got a servo harness that hits yeah. at strength times two so basically the, that combat lasted two rounds only because I used my force axe my my power axe the first round I mm. forgot about my servo harness. The second harness, the second time, I just turned around and punched him in the face with the servo harness, and it was all over. Yeah, so I, I, that was a That's warlord slaying, but it was good. I mean, basically, I think Ryan's list. Uh, he thought he, I think, I think he thought he was playing Tau and Eldar. He was, he was getting ready for that, and then when he faced a bunch of tanks, he, he just had a hard time dealing with tanks. Understandably, so. he didn't crack any of the tanks. Um, he puts a couple of wounds on my Sakaran, but it, it has it will not die, so it was able to repair some. The Storm Talon, 115 points. That thing did so much work. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. There's just like a lot of people, value in that little thing. Yeah. People forget about how great the Storm Talon is. And it's got that assault cannon. And it has the Skyhammer missiles, which shoots three Strength 7 AP3 you know, shots every round. That's fantastic. 
It has a strafing run rule. It, for 115 points, it's a it's a huge deal. I mean, oh yeah, it's I, a, I got I remember to bring that sucker more because I've got Storm Ravens and I've got you know the Fire Raptor and they're like over 200 points. This thing you know fits in as a flyer. It's great against anti air and also is great against you know infantry on the ground. So I love I love the Storm Talon. Oh, yeah, put in the, yeah they they put in plenty of work for yeah what little point value they have. So we'll um we'll uh, in a, a little bit later in the show we'll actually get to hear from uh, Ryan and Arthur over at Arrow. So we'll, they'll give us a quick uh, subtle rundown of, of the battle. So we'll, we'll get to that um, later in the show. Let's hear from Jeremy for a quick Warhammer joke. Jeremy, tell us a joke now. What do you call a lasgun with a flashlight? What? Twin linked. All right, that was hilarious. If you play Warhammer, <laughs> that was hilarious. All right, we recorded that over at Next Gen Games. Um, if you guys have a Warhammer joke that you guys want to send us, hopefully as an audio file, please send it to the Eye of Terror podcast at gmail.com and we will put it into an upcoming show so send us your best warhammer jokes okay i don't care if they're not i don't care if they're not funny to normal people if they're <laughs> funny to warhammer fans we want to hear it a couple couple of new uh sort of toys to talk about right oh yes we have some very interesting release releases so yeah. let's talk about the the first one i caught our eye yeah the, the, the leviathan dreadnought oh what do you what do you think about the leviathan alec Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It is. It is very. It, this is a very mean dreadnought. I mean, <laughs> it is. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm surprised at how. Armor 13, thoroughly, front and yeah. side, 285 points total. It's four it, uh, whole points. It's just a. Th- four yeah. attacks, you know. It's pricey, but it's thoroughly vicious. Oh yeah, it has all these special rules uh, like the severing cut rule. Yeah, you it, know, it has different ways to basically uh, you can uh, you can optimize it for assault or you can optimize it for, for shooting. Shooting, and either way, it's quite vicious. I love the look of this dreadnought. I love dreadnoughts. Yeah. I have way too many dreadnoughts that I have more dreadnoughts than I actually should have. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The uh, the amount of dreadnoughts populating the house is. <laughs> yeah, there's no more room to live. Yeah, everywhere you go, there's it's a just, dreadnought. It's just nothing but dreadnoughts, <laughs> right? You know how like you know how some people go crazy and like get get a bunch of cats. We, we got we got dreadnoughts. <laughs> yeah, instead of a crazy cat lady, I'm a crazy dreadnought dude. Yeah, crazy dreadnought guy. <laughs> so so uh, this might be our next dreadnought is the Leviathan. Oh yeah, from Forge World. It looks amazing, and mm, the paint mm. job I've been seeing online look fantastic. So I I think I want to get one. Yeah, look, it looks absolutely lovely. Yeah, I hope it comes in chaos variant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, well, we'll see. It might, it might. Yeah. I don't know. Um, the one I think the unique aspect about it is it, it has way, different weapon loadouts for um, close-up combat and also for taking down fortifications and for shooting. It has some interesting grab weapons in there. Yeah, and it's uh, it's in, it's and it's all its um weaponry is complete. Seem most of it at least is completely unique to it. As far as I can tell, yeah, I don't know. I don't. No, I don't. No, I, don't no, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think it are made especially for this. For I, don't this know, I could be wrong, but I don't play 30k. So, and this looks very 30k ish. I don't even. If it is is this? Yeah, because I'm seeing a lot of um, paint jobs for like old Death Guard and World Eaters. So I'm presuming this is also 30k. Oh sure. But um, yeah. So I don't know if those weapons are unique to it, but it as far as I know, they are perhaps. The, the special rule that has it comes with that is that it can't take any chapter tactics from any detachment formation or chapter that it joins. So yeah. it's kind of on its own. It's a lone wolf. It's a lone wolf, but you know it's, it's fine. It it yeah. brings the pain. It doesn't. It, I don't think it needs them. No, not really. No. 
All right, so that was the uh, that was the first thing we looked at. The next thing is Death Watch Overkill. Oh, okay. So we took a look. We we didn't we haven't ordered the box. I don't know if we're going to get Death Watch Overkill, um, but I did order the Iron Hands character. Oh, the Iron Hands guy. Yeah, he yeah, looks he I, looks pretty cool. I bought it online. Some guy was offering to sell it, and I said yes, please. Um, so he's on his way here. All right, he looks pretty cool. Okay. He, he looks cool because he's gonna fit into my Iron Hands army really well. Yeah, hell, he can be like a sergeant. He can be like a um, veteran sergeant or something like that. Yeah, he just looks awesome. Yeah, he looks really cool. So I love the models. Um, I, so I love the models for the Death Watch. Yeah, they, they all they're all beautifully made. Some are a little bit more ornate than others, admittedly. Like, uh, it might come as like for okay, like for example, the Dark Angels guy doesn't seem as uh, doesn't seem particularly dressed up. Beyond like the white robes, yeah, he looks not, like a. To me, he looks he, like a standard. Dark yeah, he Angels. looks like standard dark angels. But and some they went like. Then the blood angel looks like a standard blood angel. But some they went like crazy with like the iron fist guy has like this big grenade, like big old. It looks like a grenade launcher. It's a frag cannon. It's yeah. a mobile frag cannon. It looks like it looks like a grenade launcher had a baby with a heavy bolter. <laughs> and that, it, that describes a frag cannon yeah it's yeah, a, yeah it's, it's a, cool i mean in fact you can only get one on a furioso and i now this guy's walking around with one yeah, that's guys that's, that's, that's a, pretty yeah. pretty cool pretty uh, badass no i like the way they look i just don't like the way they play oh so yeah. we looked at the rules and you know some of the characters are independent characters but very few of them are which is which makes no sense because why would you use them other you, than yeah, for but, independent character usage you'd like you'd want them to like be like a nice little addition to your Maybe your Vanguard veterans or your Terminator squad or your bike squad. But no, they're just sort of, they're not independent characters. I, I don't know why you would take a w single one wound guy. I can't think of a reason. You, you wouldn't because, yeah, some of the, most of these guys are not independent characters and some of them only come as a squad. Okay, so let's, let's from two perspectives, from the hobby perspective, the modeling perspective, these are great models yeah. that you can use on account as counts as basis. Right. Oh yeah, these are these just would be great fantastic. to be captains or sergeants for your army. Um, there's a the guy on the bike that looks like he'd be a perfect you know um, uh, con character for white scars. You know, just they're great as counts as. Yeah, they're great as. Yeah, they're great but, as counts as. But as a cohesive one unit of Death Watch for 535 points. Oh yeah, makes no sense oh, whatsoever. The the yeah the freaky the 535 point formation taking all of them is non it's ludicrous it is one of the most dumb things i've seen in like a while yeah it's, i mean it's, unless it's, you're committed to playing death watch fluff game yeah like hard if you're like really you wouldn't take this unit because you have to take them all as one unit which they have makes, to stay in cohesion yeah which is cohesion. which is insane because they are all freaking there, three of them move at twelve inches, and the rest move at six inches. You, you yeah, limited and one, like and one guy's a Terminator, so he, he can't he can't run because he's slow and purposeful. Yeah, so now you've you've slowed now you've thoroughly they're yeah. foot slogging exactly. So they're, they're foot slogging not, and they're moving at the speed of a Terminator. Oh yeah, and like like four of them are bulky, so good luck fitting them all into some sort of vehicle if that's right. what you're thinking. Like you'd have to put them in a Spartan assault tank or something this insane like that. Literally a motley crew. Of yeah. sort of like you know hooligans from all the different chapter masters, all the different chapters that you know they they all are kind of good at what they do. Yeah, but uh, but as a, an entire five hundred thirty five point you know formation, 
They're not. No, they're seriously. They're at, totally at odds with each other they're because totally, they're yeah. all like some of them specialize in close combat, some of them in shooting, and some of them in sort of speed mobility, like like the jump pack, like the Raven Guard and the Blood Angel and the bike guy. They're all meant to do they're all meant to do, do different, different things. things. And, yeah. it's, and it's insane. Like um I'm I'm like really like for and I'm sort of disappointed that I can't it, it's it's like disappointing that you can't take them as like independent characters. Like uh this like this Terminator guy, I'm reading his stuff. It's like really cool. He has a master crafted melted gun and yeah. a master crafted power fist. He has a heavy flamer. That's he gets like he's so he's already a unique in terms of because no no Terminators can get both um a melted gun and a heavy flamer. He has a and he he just looks like a cool model. They have they they sort of have their own special rules why would you take him as like alone he's a one wound yeah not an independent character it didn't make no sense yeah if you're gonna do that at least at least do like i don't know at least do a one like a one wolf thing with like what were some the space wolves unit the one wolves yeah they're called lone yeah wolves. at least do something like that where you always sure okay i can see it he has two wounds it's not insane to take yeah, him. Yeah, but a one wound guy by himself. It's 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 dumb. It's really dumb. Yeah. So I we don't like the way the rules work for the yeah. Death Watch Overkill. Yeah. But on the other hand. On the other hand, they look oh yeah, well, no, they look great. But oh. all but let's go to oh. the gene stealers. Oh yes, of course. And, and the gene stealer cult. Now these guys these I guys think, have great set of rules. These guys. So for what is it, six hundred points for the for the entire formation? Six hundred points for the entire formation, and it's way way more models and you don't have to put them in like one big dumb unit and they, and you, they have amazing rules they have great rules they they work re they work really well together from what i can tell yep like the um you've got your shooting models you've got your close combat models and you have your infiltrating models and they all do their thing yeah and it's yeah and it's they seen, don't have to stay together yeah it's great so they don't have the which is really 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 good um Let's yeah, see. The, there's the infold. They so if you um the 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 primary the broodlord the the ghost art guy yeah that he's guy. 115 points for a really really a salty um a really a salty HQ like weapon skill seven initiative seven yeah strength toughness five three wounds you got rending claws he has rending claws that are at AP three and they have shred right so That's that pain. and the two sort of gene stealer princelings. They can infiltrate one inch away. Yeah, if they're in the, from the enemy, if they're in the six hundred point formation, they can right. infiltrate one inch away. Yeah, and they can assault the first turn they're they're in play. Which is that's crazy. That's yeah. You can use you can use that to like assassinate a let's say a warlord. Some, yeah, maybe like maybe a warlord, a cheaper like if someone put like a discount warlord just you know to put him in there. Yeah, then you can easily assassinate that guy, or you can take out like a, a like a small squad holding an objective, and you can just sort of cause havoc. Yeah, I mean I, immediately. So, so play him against the Tau, and you just put him where all the all the marker lights are, the pathfinders um, are, or the you know marker light drones, or you know, just put them in the in behind the gun line and see what kind of panic ensues. Uh, okay, that's certain. That yeah, right? yeah. They, they didn't they didn't like deep strike in, so there's no interceptor. Yeah, there's no there's they no infiltrated. They're they're infiltrated. Yeah, they're so infiltrated. If they, go, if they go first, and this thing you know suddenly appears next to you. Yeah, they're uh, yeah certain. Oh they'll God. they'll kill whatever they'll kill whatever they're put in front of. Yeah, so that's those freaking claws and he, oh yeah, and the page and that uh brood ward equivalent is a uh psyker too he's mastery level two he's a psyker and yeah he has hidden he, oh, he has hit and run 
Yeah. Because hidden fleet, fear, oh, God, this guy's just a walking, oh, this guy's great. And then there are his sort of, um, his lieutenants, I guess I would call them. Uh, you have a 65-point uh, mastery level 2 Psyker. That's pretty good. It's a discount Psyker that gets points out there. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Not the greatest thing, but it's pretty decent. You stick him in with like uh, one of the shooty squads. I'm sure he could do well. Uh, the other guy who's more of a combat, who plays more of a combat role, he gives Zealot. That's good. That's great. That's great. That's because that means... So that means you're fearless and they have hatred. Fearless. And you, you have re- hatred, so you that helps. re-roll your two hits. In combat... Yeah, he has oh he has all right weapons two plus a poisoned uh, two plus pistol and uh, uh and essentially a power sword that on that gets instant death on sixes that's that's all right oh and he has rending that's actually good yeah that seems to be pretty common with everybody yeah. all the models here that are close combat rending seems to be a, a theme right, right. Uh, the who's next on the uh, favored on disciples okay who what do they do. Uh, they're uh, they are a sort of close combaty squad that auto pistols, rending claws, close combat weapon. They also assault grenades. That's useful. Yep. Uh, they're all fearless. Mm. Again, pretty good. Um, they all how, have how much do they cost? Eighty five points for a squad of twelve. Oh wow. Which is actually which is quite the, so seven points a model. That's yeah, fantastic. That's yeah. That's a pretty that's a pretty good discount you got going on there. Yeah. Uh, we have the faithful frong next. That's for sixteen of these guys. Yeah. 110 points, 12 with like auto guns, yeah. uh, las guns, whatever. Yeah. Two with grenade launchers, uh, and two with mining lasers, which are essentially 24 inch, um, 24 inch las, uh, las cannons. cannons. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I'd what, say that's what's your good. ballistic skill? Your ballistic skill three. They're they're pretty much guard equivalents. They're yeah, ballistic skill, weapon skill three, strength three, toughness three. Okay. Uh, they have initiative four. They're slightly faster in combat. Yeah. Um. But that's like the only thing that really sets them apart from guard beyond unique beyond uh, unique weapons. Oh, and they all have close combat weapons. Okay. So that I think they're pretty fairly priced, and yeah. the fact that they have higher ballistic skill, I think, makes them um pretty interesting. Yeah, they're they're pretty good. Uh, this one's a little weird if you're take this one's a little odd if you're taking um the pure strain princelings are a little odd if you're taking uh, not mm-hmm. the formation. Uh-huh. Mostly because you only get. Two of them, and they're not like multi wound models. So yeah, I wouldn't take just two of them. I would just take regular gene stealers in that case. Yeah, if you're not ta- if you're not taking the whole six hundred point formation, there's no reason to really take these guys. They're yeah, they're essentially gene stealers, right? So it's sort of it's a weird thing. Yeah, the brothers aberrant are next. Uh, you get four of them for one hundred twenty points. They're two wounds each, right? Yeah, they're they, these guys are two wounds each, so yeah. that's a bit more yeah. sensible. They're stubborn. They have feel no pain. Which is pretty good, but they only have like a five plus save. So, uh, and what are they armed with? They have power, the power hammers. Oh yeah, the power hammers and power picks. Power picks. Uh, power picks plus two strength AP three mm-hmm. melee unwieldy, which I thought was a little weird, but I guess I get it because it's plus two strength AP three. Uh, then there's plus three strength AP two melee specialist weapon two handed concussive. That, that's the their power hammers. Yeah, so oh, not not as good as a thunder hammer. Yeah, and they all have rending claws. I guess that's more to provide uh, for the power pick people a second, uh, attack, more attacks. Yeah, you, well, you can only choose one of your close combat weapons, so you may want to choose rending claws in one instance. Or... Well, they have initiative two anyway. Uh huh. So so either way, they're going to be so. May as well take the bigger weapon. May as well take the bigger weapon. Yeah. But the real interesting thing is the. Uh, it's a little bit expensive, admittedly, but the mm-hmm. Gosar Quintus Rudkin. It's all the. It's all every single. Unit in the Gene Stealer list, right. Gene Stealer, Gene Stealer Cult, mm-hmm. and it gives them all infiltrate. 
yeah. and they all get stealth. Uh, and they get ambush of the unhallowed. All Gosar Quintus Broodkin units that deploy using the infiltrate special rule have the shrouded special rule until the start of the second game turn and can attempt to charge on their first turns. Oh my god. So they have infiltrate. Yeah. And, and they can attempt to charge. Yeah. It's kind of ridiculous. All right. So infiltrate rule allows you to basically, if they can see you, it's 18 inches away. Yeah. It, if they yeah, can't we, see you, it's 12 inches away. So if you can find a way to get, so somewhere between 12 and 18 inches, you're going to deploy. Yeah. You're going to move six inches initially and hopefully maybe set up a charge, possibly set up a charge um, for um, the first turn. That's pretty impressive. That's pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, so see, that's can, a good special rule. I'm glad that GW is doing sort of more assaulty kind of favorable rules. You know, I like yeah. I like playing assault. Assaulty assault's kind of yeah, assault's nice. Assault's fun because both players are engaged that turn. Yeah, they're both they. Nobody, You're not waiting around for somebody to just roll dice and shoot you and take miles off, right? Yeah, they're both they both are engaged in the single yeah. phase in so, which more assault. I say more assault. So more assault. to bring more assault to the table is fun for me. Everybody, yeah, I think everyone loves assault to some degree, except for the Except we hate okay. assault. They, yeah. they they despise it. In addition, when Patriarch Gosar and the Pure Strain Princelings deploy using their Infiltrate special rule, they can set up anywhere on the table that is more than one inch yeah, from any is enemy. That's special rule I was talking about. There this, we go. This is the one that's going to cause havoc to all of these gun lines. And, you know, anybody. My, my only hang up on this is that it's only three dudes. So, yeah, but it's like it's I know two I, gene stealers and one like brute lord. Yeah, I know, so. but I feel like okay, like if you like they the problem is I feel like um they'll die. They're, they're ex, yeah, they they'll they'll die. But beyond that, I feel like it would be better if there were more of them, only because these guys like they would cope. They could cope with maybe um I don't know like I was guard like, guard guard squads guard and tau guard and and, and, and tau and eldar any eldar that's behind a gun line of some kind yeah any eldar any eldar that's not like assaulty right and, oh, and well, even okay. that, even some of the assaulty variants no probably. so I just like I just played against yeah they know, yeah and you told me that they, jet bikes with scatterlators yeah. so you assault them and they crumble like paper yeah that's the same thing with the the warp spiders is like if you shoot them they warp away right and you can really hard to to get them yeah this thing infiltrates and then doesn't shoot just waits to assault and then assaults and suddenly that very jumpy you know can't hard to hard to shoot unit is um, all of a sudden it's being, gotten out in the being open eaten by <laughs> you know gene stealers the um yeah yeah no these guys certainly are useful i just yeah it's a good formation i, I would, just I I mean, i'm just a little i'm just a little nervous about their how long uh, about their uh survivability as it's it were. not going to win you anything but it's going to cause panic in the backfield yeah. and probably take out something important if you can take out a whole bunch of jet bikes or a warlord or you know screw up a whole gun line because of that that means all that all that fire that would have come toward you isn't happening but i again i guess it wouldn't i don't think it would screw up a gun line completely because the moment that they're out of combat the gun line i don't think if they if someone has a dedicated gun line they only need to fire really like one thing at it i, I get it but it's a suicide unit that's going to like it's, really no, it's cause, a suicide unit. cause havoc I, I, I think it's right. I, again. I think it's pretty good. I don't think it's like fantastic. All right, so it's been. Like, it's very unique. I'll give it that. I've only seen uh, something like that in the uh, what's the assassin? Uh, the Calexus. Cool, not a Calexus. The Calidus. She's the one that infiltrates. Calidus, yeah, Calidus, yeah, way. Uh, yeah, Calidus. Yeah, so it's kind of like that. It's sort of like the. Calidus. But there's there's only there's three of them and one, one Calidus. 
so also we'll while the patriarch is uh, alive, all of the broodkin models have the fearless and adamantium will special rules. Yeah. So they're all just yeah. So it's a this is a good formation. It's a it's a pretty good. If formation. you're playing turnids, you know it's it's at eighteen fifty. You could spend six hundred bucks in a worse way. I think that's probably worth it. It certainly would be fun to play this this list. The models are. Beautiful and awesome looking. Oh, yeah. And everyone is talking about turning them into Inquisimunda or Necromunda, you know, gangers. Gang, yeah. Around the, <laughs> I mean, they have that evil, weird. Some of the, like, they, like the, um, like the guard looking guys certainly have a. Yeah. Yeah. I think they can. All right. So I would say thumbs up to the models from both sides. Oh, yeah. Big thumbs, thumbs up. up. Beautiful models. Uh, thumbs down for the Death Watch rules. Yeah. Right. But thumbs up. For the gene stealer rules, gene stealer yeah. cult. That's so that's that's my official review. You agree? I definitely agree because all right, uh, I'm so I'm so they could have done so many cool things with Death Watch. I know. They, I, know. It, I mean, it would have okay. It would have. It could have just been. It could have been really. Uh, I'm just. I'm a little disappointed. Meh. Okay, but okay. That's why we're probably not getting the box. okay when we return we'll be listening to ryan and arthur and we're going to do a quick wrap-up of the game we recently had at arrow hobbies featuring ryan's nids against uh, my iron hands and arthur's uh, catechins when we return Just finished a game with our special guest with Ryan Veneer from Riot Games, and we have Arthur Schultzke, frequent contributor to the Eye of Terror, and also Keith Alexander from Arrow Games. Here we are playing live at Arrow Hobbies in Santa Monica. We just finished an epic game of 40K. Ryan, how'd you enjoy the game? I thought it was great. Um, I'm learning Tyranids. Um, unfortunately, I was punished tonight with a loss, but uh, it was a, it was a great experience actually. Seventh edition is a step in the right direction. I really enjoy the changing objectives and the, the cards that we get to use to sort of like make the games a bit more di- dynamic. And yeah, it's a shout out to George for sort of teaching me 7th edition. I appreciate that. Well, you're going to have to unlearn a lot of what I teach you. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. We can also make up rules. Yeah, luckily Arthur's here to actually get the rules right. So well, we played uh, Tyranids versus Iron Hands and Katishin, uh Imperial Guard. OP. Yeah. So 1,500 <laughs> points. We had a beautiful four by six tables. There'll be pictures of it on our Facebook page. Really fun. We ended up after we ended it at turn five. What were some of the highlights, guys, in the game? Uh, I really like to see the way the Molochs performed. I mean, they, they, they killed an entire unit of Space Marines. They wrecked an entire company command squad. And they, you know, once they got in the back line, they were just a pain in the butt to soak fire. You know, the lictors were cool. Uh, I think they were kind of nice harassing unit. You know, I, I don't think they got to be fully utilized. And then obviously the flying hive crone was really fun to watch. Uh, you know, as as always, uh, I think those units are really, really, really powerful if in the right hands. My pro guard performed wonderfully. Yeah, because uh, you kitted him out with plasma like you always do. Kitted him out with plasma and oh, put him in chimeras. And we had one... One, one lone, guy, Trooper Larry. Trooper Lonely Larry. Larry. Lonely he Larry. killed a Moloch, <laughs> then he killed a Carnifix, and he was the only guy left in his squad. After after 
watching all his friends die and being scarred for the rest of his life. He got yeah. he got payback. Well, yeah, yeah, and 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 haunting nightmares for the rest of his days. <laughs> yep. Well, that's the grim dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who are your MVPs, Ryan? Well, you know, uh, until I was had my head crushed by a robotic arm, I really enjoyed the Death Leaper. Um, arriving with uh, no scatter from Deep Strike uh, feels really powerful. It's a good feeling. Actually, I think Games Workshop, when they design games, they do a great job of making every army feel it, feeling like they have the feeling of being overpowered when they're not necessarily. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, actually having the beautiful model that I think appeared in uh, the uh, Blood Angels Tyranids box set that came out with... it's not Dark Vengeance, but it's one of those suckers. The Brewlord? The new Brewlord model. Really great to have that on the table painted. Uh, yeah, he was great. He uh, he ended up killing my Ironclad Dreadnought with uh, Rending Strikes. Yeah, which is, you know, you're sort of chasing sixes and fives, as we learned. But, um, he did it well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. sometimes, I mean, the game is about just sort of like going after the silly numbers and succeeding. Yeah, we're just cleaning up as we uh, wrap up our game here. Mm-hmm. Great game. I think my Sikaran uh, was probably my MVP. Did a lot of did a lot of work. Helped shoot uh, the flying the hive crone. Hive yeah. crone, the flying hive crone. Helped shoot it out of the air, and then uh, weakened it to the point where the uh, uh, the storm talent came in and just sort of killed it. Um, so I, I give that one, give my MVP to the Sakarin. It always does good work. And then I have to say, I was really impressed with my tech marine. Yes, <laughs> took on your warlord. What a bummer. And with his servo arm, <laughs> smashed him in the face. Yeah, I mean, it's really yeah, bug. Um, I thought. Yeah, that see that the thing about that 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 troop choice is probably don't make it your HQ, right? Yeah. Because it it is it is built in such a scary way. It's like no scatter from deep strike. Like actually has abilities that lower people's innate you know leadership traits at the start of the game. It's just like the payoff for that should have been a bit uh, more epic than got crushed by you know wrench arm. But you know that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it was a good game. Keith, thank you for uh, hosting us tonight. Oh, yeah, you're very welcome. Thank uh, you, Keith. Yeah, so we're going to be doing probably more Tuesday night fights here at Arrow as time goes on. Uh, thank you for the pod tie. Oh, yes. Uh, we, we have to play a, a blood tie to Keith. <laughs> yeah. We buy him dinner and he's noodles. The night for we'll be back with another segment after this. So uh, right before we uh, went on the break, I heard like a boom, 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 come through the mic, come through the earphones. Mm. So and you say you didn't hit the, um, you didn't hit the mic, right? Uh, no, I did not hit the mic. All right, so I have to explain. We have a ghost in this apartment, <laughs> and the ghost is named Stoudemire. All right. Yeah. So whenever something unexplained happens, we blame it on Stoudemire. Yeah, it's 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 a thing. And normally we blame the cats. Yeah, if it's if it's a cat, if it. It's reasonable that the cats did it. We were probably and like, it's, oh, you know cats. what? There's no such thing as ghosts. There's only cats for the most part. That's yeah. my philosophy of life. <laughs> but once in a while, something really weird happens. Yep. And then we look at the cats, and the cats are looking at the same place, and we're like, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it must be Stoudemire. So I think Stoudemire. I think Stoudemire just came by to visit us on the podcast. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So um, we just finished playing a pretty awesome game. Oh uh, yes. Eighteen fifty. 
We played one of the Eternal War missions. Yep. Okay. It was Emperor's Emperor's Will. Emperor's Will. Emperor's Will. So you had one objective on your side. I had one objective on my side. Yep. And then we're trying to sort of capture each other's objectives that were three points. While keeping our own. While keeping our own. I played Blood Angels. Yep. And you played... I played the Colt McCagus War Convocation. Oh, the War Convocation. So you're playing a state-of-the-art, current meta-busting army versus my Blood Angels, which came out right... It's like one of the first 7th edition armies. Yep. Before any kind of decurion attachment, before Dreadnoughts got extra attacks. Yep. You know, with all the... all Everybody knows that Blood Angels are not competitive. Yeah. But for a bunch of fluffy reasons, I wanted to play with all the models that I have not played with in a while. Yeah. So my list was drawn from that. That's not by way of apology, because I think I made a pretty strong list. But I just wanted to, you know, get it out there that the war convocation has certain <laughs> benefits to it that I just make it hard for blood angels to compete, right? Yes. All right, so why don't, you, why don't you go through your list and then we can talk, and then we can immediately see the differences between armies. The war, con- okay, so the first thing you got to know about the war convocation is, for those who don't know, every upgrade is free, and I mean every upgrade. Relics, special issue war gear, whatever options there are, it's all free. It is. It is. It's insane. It's so you, ludicrous. You had several hundred points of free upgrades. Yeah. on all your models. Yeah, pretty much. I had. There was so. There was so much. I. I could just buy whatever I want. I bought things I didn't even need. Man, I. Uh, <laughs> right. Or things that might not even have been useful. I don't even care <laughs> if I used half right. of the stuff I bought, but I bought so much. So, um, yeah. as my warlord, I had a tech priest Dominus. Yeah. Fantastic warlord race. Um. He's really good. He has really great shooting attacks. He um, provides a nice bit of buffs, like healing other, healing some of his mm-hmm. comrades. And he went with a robot maniple, who are just nightmarish to fight in both shooting and close combat. Yeah, the Castellan robots are awesome. The Castellan robots are great with their, and the Data Smith's actually pretty nifty himself too. Yeah, Is that Gamma pistol. Oh yeah, the Gamma, the Strength Six AP two. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, so that that was a nice little grouping. We had uh, I had two squads of Catafron destroyers. Destroyers, yes, destroyers. They all had heavy grav cannons because I could. Yeah, because they're free. <laughs> because they all, again, f- completely free, completely fantastic. Yeah, uh, those put in the work. I also brought in Skitari. I included uh, one squad of rangers and a ten man squad. With three of those Trankius Arcubus or something like that, yeah, something the very Latin sounding, sort of sniper flintlocks. Yeah. The the armor bane, the weird armor bane snipers are, they were they were all right. And I had one squad of Vanguard with their cancer guns and hand equipped with haywire, that free haywire right, like haywire rifles or something like that, arc rifles, arc yeah, rifles, arc rifles. I also, oh yeah, by the way, I gave pretty much anyone I could a relic. <laughs> anyone I right. could. I gave the Data Smith like some sort of um I know you pulled out the you pulled out the Pater Radium. Oh yeah, I pulled out okay, so I gave the um That was a Vanguard unit. I gave my Ranger guy the skull of El of Nikola Tesla. Yeah. That so was cool. any so any sort of um at one any time any time in the game you can activate it. But depending on what turn it is, the range Depend the, the, the range changes. The later it, the in, the, range is, in the game that you activate yeah. the, the relic, then the greater range you have 
for the effect of, of the relic. Because the range is decided by dice, and the turn number decides how many dice are rolled. And anything that's sort of within that radius gets hit with like a way a haywire attack. Yeah, so which that's is really good against vehicles. Yeah, so if you have like a vehicle heavy army, uh, fighting a vehicle heavy army, that's pretty right. useful. Uh, I gave the Vanguard. Oh, what did I give? Oh, I gave him like a, some sort of super pistol. I gave him some sort of like a, the Phosphonix. That's what it was, the yeah. Phosphonix. Uh, I gave. I also had a squad of infiltrators who I gave the Pateradium, which essentially. It's, uh, it's a sort of the war behind it is funny. It's basically this power pack that, according to war, is like a nuclear generator. And so it generates so much new, it generates so much radiation that every, like, at the at initiative step one, if you fail a toughness test, if the opponent fails a toughness test in close combat, they get D6 uh, wounds with no armor saves allowed, which is just, yeah. There's a lot of, like, radiation cancer stuff with mars i don't know why yeah, it's, it, it's kind of weird yeah uh, it, it came into play a it lot came, oh yeah in, i can't lie. In the game yeah. i gave the um i also had um rust stalkers who i gave a something it was a mask uh, yeah the omni um, omnicide mask or something something like it's, it's it gave them a zealot yeah so that was that's that's kind of neat i yeah, also yeah. had a, a dune strider balistari Right, and that with was twin linked with twin linked blast cannon. Cost right. no points to upgrade that. <laughs> right, I had the Onager Dune Crawler. Right, with a neutron laser. With a neutron laser, uh, I gave him like a bunch of stuff that he probably didn't need, but whatever, like extra you, heavy stuff. Like and a, then you had an Imperial Knight. Don't forget uh, that. That's the third part of this trifecta oh, yes. of evil. The Imperial Knight was was very useful. He um. You get we'll get them later. He he yeah he was like three hundred seventy points again. It's really neat that you can include him in the whole war, the war convocation. convocation. It makes yeah, sense. The war convocation consists of Colt Mechanicus, Guitari, and an Imperial Knight. Yeah. Right. If you put them all together, you end up with the war convocation that gives you all the free upgrades. Yeah. It's right. So you ended up with like five hundred points worth of free stuff. Yeah. It was like easy. it was crazy easy, easy five hundred points. It was yeah. So, yeah. It's so, such it's such it gives you such like it's. The bargain, it's the bargain formation. Yeah. And then, but you had 40 extra points. And what did you spend the extra 40 extra points on? Because you couldn't even buy more stuff. Yeah. I could. The <laughs> you, problem, ran, you ran out of, we ran out of models. I, I, cause I, yeah, I got too much. I had too many, um, I had too few points for like an entire un, new yeah. unit, but two, but I couldn't fill out those remaining points of upgrades because right. they're all free. <laughs> right. So I had to get like a cheap fortification and it turns out like a 40.1 is the honored Imperium. <laughs> yeah. Which consists of a statue, a uh, crushed Aquila, like big old stone Aquila and like a part of like a chapel. Yeah. Like a, like a small, like the kind of thing you mostly use is like area terrain. Yeah. The, you, yeah. you took it as a fortification. I took it as a fortification. But it has a very, one very important rule. Yes, it, it invokes models within two, two inches, inches of, of it are, are fearless. fearless. Yeah, or which Imperium models came are. into surprising a surprising play. <laughs> it saved your butt. It in <laughs> in a way it did. Yeah, in a weird way it did. So okay, so that that was your list, and it was a. I just looking at it, it was so many models, all with like super fancy upgrades. It was scary just to look at it. Okay, so I came in with uh, my two HQs were a librarian, level mm-hmm. two librarian with a jump pack. Then I had a chaplain with the angel's wing relic, mm-hmm. which allowed him to not scatter more than six inches and uh, no uh, only snapshotting on intercept. 
So I used the new Chaplin, the new model, because I wanted to use the new model Chaplin that I mm. painted up. It looks so beautiful. It looks wow. so awesome. So I needed to use the Chaplin. Normally I, I get a sanguinary priest, but I wanted to go with that Chaplin just to put him on the table for the first time. Okay, my uh, troop, troop choices were two five-man attack squads with LAS cannons. Mm-hmm. I was facing a knight. Of course, I needed to bring LAS cannons. Of course. One of them, uh, as a dedicated transport, brought a Razorback with twin-linked LAS cannons. All right. Okay. I brought in uh, a Sakaran battle tank with the uh, that auto cannon, that non-jinking auto cannon. That's so awesome. Yeah, oh, they always put in. They always put in a lot of work. A lot of work, and then uh, two LAS cannon sponsons. Are you <laughs> sensing a theme here? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I brought in. Uh, I have a uh, a uh, five-man Terminator assault squad with thunder hammers and storm shields. And let's see, I had two drop pods. Gosh, what else did I have? Oh, yeah, um, I allied with the Imperial Guard. Why, do you ask? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me, I'll tell you what I brought. I brought uh, a Lord Commissar, and then I brought a 10-man uh, veteran unit, uh, three of them with plasma guns, okay, and then the sergeant with a plasma pistol. And finally, I brought in the whole key to this army, the Ministorum Priest. Mm-hmm. Uh. And, and finally, I brought a Land Raider. All right. Yeah, All right. Land Raider Crusader. Uh, yeah, Land Raider Crusader. Here's a piece of advice: don't don't bring a Land Raider to a Grav Cannon party. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bad. Uh, you're gonna be a bad guest. Yeah, you're gonna. You're, you're not gonna stay long at that party. Yeah. All right. So my thinking. Okay. Well, let's let's just get into the game. All right. So I want to choose sides, and I want to deploy first. Yes, you, you did. You didn't seize the initiative, so I got to go first. Yes, you did. Okay. I basically put my terminators the librarian who who drew his psychic powers from the blood angels sanguinary discipline yeah okay just i wanted to keep it fluffy i got my warlord trait there i got my psychic powers from there and i wanted to keep it very fluffy all blood angels theme um but there's some good ones in the sanguinary yeah, uh, there's discipline. Some, yeah. There's some deep, right, so good. the librarian accompanied the terminators to sort of buff them up and then in also in there was the ministerum priest why because when one of his battle hymns is that it allows when in when in assault to for the unit to re-roll its saving throws for uh, both armor and invuln saves. So with terminators, oh my god! With storm shields, that means I get to re-roll either the twos or the threes. Yeah. That was this is an awesome, awesome Death Star. It's right? a, yeah, super it's survivable. It's, in it's a land raider, nigh unkillable. <laughs> nigh unkillable. It's, even though, yeah, it's it's ridiculous how survivable yeah. those guys are. It, it came that came into play. So turn one, my bit. my drop pod comes in uh, behind your lines. Um, the I, I all the plasma vets jump out, and so that uh, basically like six or seven plasma shots at the back of your knight. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I ended up taking out two hole points from it, and then through all the last cannons I had on, on deployed. Um, I took out another two points. So you were down four points on your six point, six hole point night yeah. uh, at the end of turn one. Right? Yeah. I didn't I don't think I killed anything. No, you didn't kill anything. You oh, just, I may have uh, killed one Vanguard with a storm bolter from the top like or some, something small. Something. But, but basically I was I was trying to alpha strike the knight. Didn't quite get there, right? Yeah. Your your um invuln shield in the, in the front deflected a lot of the last cannon fire. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't. I didn't quite do any damage. So that was that was my turn one. Oh yeah, and you also rushed up your death company because you deployed them. Oh yeah. So mistake number one: if you pay for the relic that allows you to awesomely <laughs> deep strike without scatter, do that. 
don't do what I did. Yeah. I, I, I deployed them thinking I don't want to, I don't want to keep them out of the fight. I want, I, I've been rolling terribly on all my reserves lately, like terribly, like all my reserves have been coming in turn four. So I thought, you know what? There's this expensive unit. It's a really killy unit. I'm just going to like, I saw a few opportunities for cover. I'm just going to like jump pack them from cover to cover to cover. That was my thinking. Yeah. Okay. So now I wanted you to talk about turn your turn one. Okay. My turn one essentially consisted of, I advanced up the rust stalkers, the, and the, um, robot mana pool with my uh warlord i moved up the i moved moved up the night a little bit uh rearrange it's just basically some small rearranging of the of the line yeah like i only advanced up maybe the vanguard a little bit but that was it in terms of movement what really what was really crazy was uh, the shooting was just madness um <laughs> yeah like turn one i immediately decide with the heavy grav cannons i am Almost, yeah, I immediately destroy the Land Raider, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I destroyed it you did. immediately. That was turn one. It just, yeah. It you, just, it just. You crushed it with Grav. Yeah, Grav just, all the Terminators spilled out immediately. It was, it was quite painful. The um, Vanguard turned around and pointed their cancer guns. And, oh man, those things are really good against Guard. The, with the, they are assault, they're <laughs> yeah, they are. This, they're a little short range, eighteen inches, but with assault three, they're just sheer way to fire. Yeah, they yeah. they they decimated the they they killed the entire yeah, uh, and they didn't even need yeah they didn't use squad. the arc rifles at all right. And what was the, really the the cinch for that for that turn was easily the work done on the on the death company. My robot, I equipped both robots with the twin link, or the twin link heavy phosphor blasters. And those are strength six. Strength six. Are they AP3? AP3. They're strength six, AP3. The Luminogen reduces uh, cover saves by one after you've taken an unsaved wound by it. Yeah. So that's useful. Oh, yeah. And, it and also you can reroll charge ranges for a unit that's been hit by that. I shot with those guys first. Then I shot with my um. Then the, my gamma pit. Then I shot with gamma pistol from the data smith and the, ooh, the eradication ray, eradication ray from my warlord. So you took out like four. Of I took a, yeah. Dyke death company with that initial volley from that little that, that unit. The when, the Castellans, uh, your warlord. Yeah, that would have been that would have been pretty decent. Yeah, that would have been to like, begin with. Exactly. But I I, I was wait. Done. There's more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, so after that, my rangers who I deployed up in the bastion, in the big old bastion. So you somehow managed to fit through very careful, like Tetris-like moving. Yeah, ten rangers, you know, on, yeah. on the top of a bastion, along with an object, along with my objective. Yeah. So at first, I didn't think it was possible, but you somehow figured it out. Yeah. And it was legal, and you did it, and, uh, and you had three snipers in there. Yeah, three snipers up there, and oh man. Yeah, and, one, and, and that unit had an omnispecs. Oh yeah, it's which reduces cover by saves an, by, by, by another, another one. one. So that means so they, my whole death company strategy was to like hide and cover and take advantage of cover save because I know the he had some AP two AP three shooting, but I forgot about the stupid luminogen and omnispec. So he reduced cover saves by two. So basically, I was stuck with a six up cover save. I don't know when I yeah. thought I would have a four up at least. I compared what happened next to the ending of Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> That's what it looked like. <laughs> it, yeah, just they were just getting gunned they're down. They're like jumping out of the bunker and they're, just they're like <laughs> death company everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> pieces of them everywhere. Oh man, it was yeah. yeah. The, like, by the end of that volley, only um, 
I had three. Yeah, you had hammer. three guys left. One with chain sword, one thunder hammer, and your uh, chaplain. And my chaplain, yeah. And then, as a mopping up operation, my uh, rust stalkers crawled up in their creepy little spidery way. <laughs> yeah. And they assaulted them. Um, Weirdly enough, and I actually challenged with my prince with my rust stalker princeps, and I, my chaplain, you know, with a lot of vanity, said yes. <laughs> he was like, "I'm so pretty in my new armor." Yeah, I have look at this new cool GW designed armor. Look at look at my look at my amazing yeah. Crozius Arcanum, and uh, I'm I was like shocked, but the. Rust Stalker actually. I ruled poorly. Oh my god! <laughs> I ruled very poorly. For let me, if I remember correctly, I got off uh, the da- I used the data spike that didn't work, so I just did normal attacks yeah. with my two um, my two blades, transonic blades. Yeah. Uh, I got one wound in, and then I remembered. Oh, I have this cord claw thing, which uses another attack that uses flesh bane. Yeah, that was it. And that's the one that, that killed it. him. Yeah, like it was this. one of those cheesy free upgrades that killed the chaplain. Yeah, it was one of the cheesy free upgrades. Like, yeah. Like, would you never? Would you ever take the cord claw and spend points on a cord claw? I did. Yeah, it was like it was the it was the most random thing, but it turned out more yeah. attacks. Again, the cheesiness of the free upgrades is what often made the difference here. Yeah, and so my chaplain died. But the thunder hammer got the the one survivor of this was the thunder hammer guy who. Kept it locked in combat and actually killed a rust stalker. Yeah, he thunderhammered him in the face, and, and which was actually in a weird way beneficial for me because that means he couldn't have gotten shots off to the my to my rust stalkers because they are locked in combat. Right, so they protected him, and they did reduce their weapon skill to one because of the concussive. But who cares? But the uh, yeah, yeah. So that was that was your turn one. That was my turn one. Yeah, it was it was oh yes, it was pretty good. All right, so turn two comes up, and I forgot to mention I brought in a Furioso Dreadnought um, on in a drop pod. So he comes in, and he fall he the drop pod comes in right behind the Catafron uh, destroyers. So here's my my plan was to basically use the frag cannon and just start killing some of these guys. Again, didn't roll that great. Ended up killing one Catafron destroyer. Yep. Right, but I can't assault because I just came out of a drop pod. Yep. I can only shoot, so I'm sitting there like a big tar- big red target with wings on it. Yep. <laughs> the little wings on the on the armor just flapping, saying "Shoot me, shoot me." <laughs> so he didn't do too much damage, right? Yeah. Uh, I ran up my Terminators. Yep. And uh, they they, they kind of they walked up, they got close to the Vanguard, and decided to assault the Vanguard unit. <laughs> now I did successfully, but they were so close to your freaky little weird uh, infiltrators. Yep, that their weird, you know, sort of brain disrupting the radiation ner- thing. The neurostatic aura. That's the neurostatic it aura. It reduces their weapon skill, ballistic skill, ballistic skill and initiative. Oh, and their leadership. And by one. Yeah. So all my all my terminators are now, and my librarian and the priest are now operating at a minus one for all of those stats. Yeah. Oh, and not only that, but being in the presence of the vanguard reduces your toughness by one. By one. <laughs> so there's just debuff <laughs> upon debuff upon debuff on these right. poor guys. All right. But what I have got going for me is, is the priest. Rerollable. Freaking two Dude. plus and three plus <laughs> influence. Oh, it was no. So that first round, I think I, I ended up killing uh, most of your vanguard in, uh, in you, that round. You killed all but one. one. I killed all but one. The princeps survived. Right. And <laughs> right. And it seemed like he was going to run away. 
Except, <laughs> except you brought the, the honored, honored imperium. imperium. That's stupid. That's stupid. Fearless. So he stuck around, weakening the, all the Terminators. Oh, it was the cheesiest fortification you could possibly take. And then. Ended up like totally ruining my Death Star plan. It was what it was what it was the like the one no one ever thinks to take. Exactly, no one. <laughs> but it, it was perfectly useful at the time that it needed to be used. Oh, it was great. Oh my god, because that that one guy was weakening the toughness, which made it so much easier for your guys to hit my guys. Oh yeah, it made it so it made it yeah. so the initiative was lowered, so they couldn't hit it. So like your um, yeah. librarian couldn't hit right. at the exact age. Mish the Adam. Oh, it was great. That's um, great. So my my I also shot uh, last two last cannon tack units, and I shot everything that Nysikaran had at the night, and that mm, stupid four up invuln save yeah. just blocked everything. Armor thirteen and the four up just like deflected yeah, deflected everything. everything. So so he still had two hull points left, and then he positioned himself to assault my terminators in that giant hairball fight. It was yeah, right. it was so, sort of. So not much happened apart from in that round. Uh, we, we played a second round of Assault with the uh, Thunderhammer guy. Thunderhammer guy when Death Company died yep. in Assault, in that Assault, you know, fight. Swift, swiftly beheaded. Swiftly beheaded by the Rust Stalkers. Uh, they skittered away toward toward my attack Marines. Their yeah, so my objective. My, my next turn runs around. Yep. And uh, <laughs> this is when the... Uh, the Terminator fight really went insane. Yeah, it was probably one of the best assaults we ever had. It's in, it, it was, was crazy. It, it was just it was a madhouse. I send the infiltrators in, so they're going in. Also, the infiltrator, yeah, the infiltrator princeps is a pateradium. Yeah. So that goes along well with the vanguard effect going on there. I also decided to send in my freaking knight. <laughs> yeah. So suddenly, this little fight with the vanguard turns into a major melee when yeah. Imperial Knight joins the fight. Oh yeah, the infiltrators, and that just lasts for far longer than it should have. Yeah, I think that ended that that assault lasted three whole three whole rounds of of your turn and my turn. Three whole rounds? Yeah, was it three rounds or was it three? uh, I think it was. Oh well, I mean, three rounds of fighting, or was like three turns. Three turns. It was three turns. Yeah, three turns. Like six rounds. Six rounds of combat. So let's just let's just summarize what happened. So so. you you threw a bunch of dice at me because the infiltrators still have a lot of attacks. Yeah, um, with their taser goads and all this stuff, they had exploding sixes, so they would do additional damn additional hits and all that yeah. stuff. But my minister and priest uh, with the rerollable two up and three up. Yeah, nothing got nothing. Nothing got through. Got through. Nothing gets through. Yeah. So, but at the, at the same time, that neurostatic aura. Just completely threw some. I don't know why, but it's completely. It's as if it completely threw off your dice rolls, man. <laughs> yeah, it's like so. It, I wasn't. I wasn't hitting either. I wasn't hitting anything. So we. Were, I was just stuck in combat because yeah. I needed to settle. You know, I needed to hit on a four as opposed to a three. Uh, it was just like everything was like against yeah. against me. A vast majority of the time, you it, ended up at the end of the day. You ended up killing two terminators. I only. I only ended up killing two terminators. One with the infiltrating. An infiltrator attack, yeah, with the taser codes, but the other one was as with. a result of D, like, like you threw so much D at me with that uh, Reaper chain sword, yeah, right. The explosion was uh, at got, one like, point, got two sixes, you, yeah. At one point, you got you had 26 wounds, yeah, that you had generated against my against my terminators, yeah, and they saved all but one, 
Yeah, all but we all but one, and <laughs> oh, it was insane. That was great, and that was great. And then the the Terminators actually ended up killing the night. Yeah, they the ended end up the... killing the night. They ended up killing the infiltrators. They kill and they finally killed that last freaking yeah. Vanguard guy. Yeah, so they took out. I mean, they they paid for their points because they took out so much. But at the same time, you held them up. I held them up for. So three, whole three, three whole rounds, three whole turns, three whole turns, three whole turns of them just forced right. into this. Dun- like th- this was like your like this was the star of the show, if I remember correctly. It, it was because the whole the whole thing is having a priest with a Terminator. Yeah, uh, uh, unit is just so good. It's just so survivable at that point. But you expect that they're going to do also do their part in terms of killing things. But when you're fighting knights, <laughs> Knight. or things that reduce their yeah the debuffs and, and all the uh, debuffs, it's really hard to to get any work done yeah so yeah. while that was going on yeah that well that was going on so while that was going on you were so the rest of your army was basically whittling away shooting yeah. down picking on, off picking thing. off the rest of my army i i um killed got my i think my robots and the uh war my robots the world and the data smith went along shot down most of uh the tax squad that was like on on, on the objective. objective platform yeah uh, the one Laz Cannon guy survived, like, by some miracle and didn't get shot by the freaking ranger snipers. Uh, so he immediately, like, <laughs> fell back. Um, I, I, fell, I fell back in huddle. I, I, I used a very tactical going to ground at the right time. Yeah. yeah. The Furioso, if I, the Furioso died, yeah, the Furioso died because I shot it in the back with, I <laughs> moved my dune strider balustrade behind him, yeah. shot him in the back with a Laz Cannon. Right. And he exploded. Yeah, so he ended up dying pretty quickly. He he ended up doing not not much damage. Yeah, he like got yeah. one round of shooting in there, and then right. You see that the the thing with the Furious, so they're great, but you want to send them against Marines yeah. or, or Guard or, or Eldar yeah. or something Prefer like that. Something with a little bit that's a little bit squishier than the Catafron yeah. destroyers with grab cannons. Oh. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, I also kill. I also wiped out the uh, tax squad that was in the building opposite me right with with my grav cannon right heavy grab with a heavy grab cannon but in there volume. among them was a was a commissar oh yeah the so like, I, so okay I, so so my hq unit from my mandatory yeah. allied unit the uh, astronaut term was a lord commissar so initially i had him up with a bunch of space marines mostly because he didn't know what to do with him yeah, yeah I, I couldn't put him in the land raider he didn't fit in the land raider yeah or he did fit but we didn't know that yeah right? we didn't know that at the time yeah. so, so you just sort of so he, 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 he was a company space marines. So he had a slog, basically 48 inches. He had to run. My whole plan was to basically have him run and try and capture the objective by himself. His, <laughs> his plan was to take on... The Rust Dockers were closing in on my last remaining space marine yeah. with the last cannon. And the commissar took it upon himself to basically save the day. And he was going to take on four Rust Stalkers by himself. That was That's what he was thinking. As yeah. he was running across the field screaming <laughs> <laughs> with his power sword raised in the air. At one point, yeah, I think at one point uh, we took like, uh, the Rangers took like a pot shot at him. <laughs> yeah, and, and actually like, got a wound off. And he got a wound off. Uh, he like, he'd still, he had two wounds, but he's still like running across the freaking field. Uh, the and Rust Stalkers like killed the Laz Cannon guy, but then the Sicarian turned on them and just annihilated. Yeah, just turned him in the red mist. Just turned him in the red Sicarian is <laughs> really good against Infantry. Uh, so then I had, so then I had to have my so then I just sort of my plan at that point was okay I'll just get the Castellan robots and that little awesome group of people to just go yeah. in and get the objective and maybe wreck house right and while I'm at it uh, while this guy while this commissar is running towards 
<laughs> but he, but he had a shot. He had oh, a he, had a, he had a shot. If, if Mostly it, because, uh, okay, this was actually a really uh, funny tactic. He hid the Kamazar behind the Sakaran and just sort of had the Sakaran drive up <laughs> next to him as like a sort of shield. <laughs> yeah. So Sakaran is like uh, yeah, keeping keeping him uh, safe as an out of cover, uh, basically out of sight, so you can't shoot him with anything. Yeah, well, I was, he was kept out of sight, like. And he got close enough to the to uh, had a, the objective was sitting on a, a sky shield, yeah, landing pad, and so he needed to climb up and then move to the objective. And he it, he had basically he'd gotten really close. He'd gotten to almost to the base of the sky shield, mm-hmm. but um, he I ran out of turns. You ran out of turns. Right. He would have done it. He would have gotten up there in the next turn. And by that point, the Terminator Death Star was freed up. They went and destroyed an Onager Dune Crawler. Yeah. They were trying to get to the Bastion, but there were just there yeah. was some. It was so crammed in there that they couldn't fit, so they couldn't re- really go up there. No. So I, they had I, to, I, I was going to rely on my psychic powers. To you, do you, a were focus to blood, you were trying to blood burst enough, or whatever it was, blood boil <laughs> blood, enough of them. Blood boil them, just to just to create a little a bit hole, of room, so I can you so, could get so, your so my librarian would go up there, or you know my yeah. would go up there. But what happened is that we got to turn five, and I rolled, and I rolled a one. So, yeah, so. so game ended. Game, game ended five to one. Right? Yeah, because I because you held uh, you held your objective and that was worth three points. But I got the uh, first blood and I got line breaker. Yeah, and I just got I just got line breaker. Yeah, because um, yeah. you didn't because you couldn't hold your objective. Yeah, it was. it was a really fun game. You uh, at first you were totally overwhelming me. Toward the end, I I even though it was a slim chance, I still had an opportunity to win. I just I still had a slight chance. Yeah, I was, a lot of things would have had to happen. You could have. Yeah, a lot of things needed to go my way, and probably they wouldn't have. But but I'm telling you, the War Convocation is a strong army. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. It's. Do you think Do you think it could take on like the Iron Hands? Iron Hands. Uh, yeah, Iron I Hands? think it could take. I think it could take on as long as we're talking like. I think you could take on Ironheads as long as we're not talking like Centurion Death Star. Well, I'm gonna take my Terminator with invisible to give him invisibility. Yeah, Librarius Conclave with invisible. Librarius oh, <laughs> Conclave. Yeah, Librarius Conclave with invisible Centurions. Um, no, as long as I, as long as there isn't that level of cheese. Uh, yeah, I think Ironhands would probably. All right, be challenged. Do you? Th- but you think they wouldn't win against Tau? Uh, no. How about against Necron? Maybe I can. I I could see that. I could see that. I'm not sure though because, again, Necrons are just so freaking tough. Yeah. Um, I'm not. I don't know if I, I'm not sure if um. Well, that, we may have to play because we've played that before. You played Skitari versus Necron. Yeah, so Skitari. Never played War Convocation against Necron. Sk- what happened during Skitari versus Necrons, if I remember correctly, was. The, um, you won by points, yeah. But by the end of it, this like oh, Skitari were like almost non-existent on the table. Yeah, I won by points, but oh I, no, Cole, you allied them with Colt Mechanicus. I, I remember because your yes. robot survived and was standing on a point, and that's that's that, what. That's got right. You. It was Colt Mechanicus and Skitari, but it wasn't a war convocation. It wasn't a war. It was not a war convocation. And I didn't. And and I didn't really use the canicals and the doctrina. No, you from didn't. The Skitari. No, you didn't. We kind of forgot about that. You did. And they made oh, they huge, made all the difference. Huge difference. They made all the difference. The, the, the at one point you gave every model in your army plus three strength. Yeah, one plus three strength. Jeez. That was funny. Didn't end up doing nothing. I didn't do much, but I mean, like, but, I, I mean, that's, the more, cra- like, that's a crazy rule. The more the more crazy thing probably was like the re-rolling. T 
two hits for your freaking for everyone rerolls two hits for their freaking uh, shooting attack. Yeah, that's and nice. that was that was insane. That was part of the reason why that uh, your blood angels were blown away. Yeah, because they were just like you were just rerolling all your hits. You, get, oh, you used I used I used a Guitari to give this Guitari a better ballistic skill. Yeah, I gave them a, I gave the Rangers a better ballistic skill, and I gave them the ability to reroll. So now they're like rerolling their ones that they get because they're hitting on two plus. Yeah, and it was just. So yeah, the war convocation is close to being broken. Very, I mean, if it wasn't for other more broken armies, I mean, if it's like <laughs> it's, it's near, it's pretty cheesy. It's it pretty cheesy because of the free freaking upgrades is just madness. Yeah, I I I can at least somewhat understand the free transports because they're like, okay, that's not all right. So I think we also proved two other uh, universal Warhammer rules. Yes, one new model syndrome. You play with a new model and it dies. Chaplin immediately gets Chaplin killed by dies, the dies in the second round via cord claw of all things. <laughs> yeah, so okay, new model syndrome. Two, the knight always dies. Oh, the knight always dies. But also, something I discovered: the knight is one of the greatest psychological weapons to ever put be put on the Warhammer it's, table. It's a distraction carnifex. It's so it's 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 a distraction carnifex. Of the highest order, because once you hear an opponent's bringing it, yeah. like, I'm bringing a war convocation, you think, knight. So you immediately invest in specifically taking it out. Yeah. It, it is... It, it, all, all my shooting was guaranteed was hitting it. And, and the, the irony is that when you were shooting, you were just missing. You, you, didn't, you didn't kill anything. I killed a single Terminator. You killed one Terminator with the knight. And, and yet, you can't help but freak out because it has a... D sword and it has a, <laughs> a giant big old melt of blast melt of blast or a repeating battle cannon whatever yeah it's just it's so scary that you that every it doesn't matter who's playing right you'll immediately go after I I am guilty of this yeah anyone who like most I yeah most and, you, and, and we're, we're and we both know like you saying this is my distraction night and I'm like it's working yeah <laughs> it's, it's working we, I'm distracted I have to kill it yeah even if you point it out. Yeah. They're like, yeah, but my I, secret is I'm going to make you shoot at the knight. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to shoot at your knight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop trying to mind game me, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it works. But anyway, uh, whatever. Okay. So anyway, it was a fun game. It was fun. It was a very fun game. I enjoyed okay. that one. Well, on that note, it's time to end episode 15. Again, thank you all for being great listeners. Thank you for recommending us um, wherever you do. Uh, we love hearing from you anywhere you show up. We do have a Facebook page, so please visit the Eye of Terror on Facebook. Uh, if you want to send us email, you can reach us at the Eye of Terror Podcast at gmail.com. We do love hearing from you. Um, with that, I'm George. And I'm Alec. And we play 40K. We'll see you soon.